Hell, oh my goodness, it's been a while, y'all. But we are Chase. we are back. New episode of Tech File coming at you. So let's hit this theme music and let's get right on into it. Episode 273 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-V-3, a.k.a. Ask Catcher, a.k.a. Mr. Girl to me. Hello, I missed y'all. Bah, bah, bah. Any other sound effect that I can make? Okay. Yeah, I should have expected <laughs> that. I am the Air J. Only known as? The Air J. And I'm Camille Poingard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. The, the everyday gentleman. 24-7. Um, but better known as K Diddy. Take that. Take that. All right, y'all. Sport fact of the week. What we got. Uh, I thought it was fitting because the Bucks and Warriors just tipped off about 30 minutes ago. Um, so if I am distracted during this game, that's why. I mean, during this recording, that is why. But it begins December 12th, 2015, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Golden State Warriors 108 to 95, snapping the Warriors' 24-game winning streak to start the season. Um, just a short seven years ago, the best thing that we had to celebrate was. Ending another team's winning streak. That's all we had. That was our Super Bowl. We celebrated like a month. Was it was a feat at that time too? One of the was the first yeah. team to be. Yeah, the ownership made one one T-shirts before the game. Caught their shot. You know, like we, we ignore the fact that they were on the second end of a back to back, and they played an overnight overtime game the night before. But hey, 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 we ain't trying. We ain't trying. We ain't trying. No, no, no. Hey, hey. Okay, oh, now Tim Robotic. I have no idea what Tim just said. <laughs> no, now Tim turned into Mr. Robotic. He turned into a Chris Tucker Mr. Robotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this might be the technical difficulties edition of Technical ah, File. Bear with us. This man here. All right, but I do have one more sport fact of the week. December 14th, 1988? Mm-hmm. A real one was born. Oh shit! <laughs> he took a second for him to figure it out. It's Wait, why he say uh huh? Like, but didn't know what she was talking about. No, I didn't understand what she was <laughs> talking about. But that was, was not me. <laughs> so I helped it out. You sounded confused. Like, oh damn. Like, oh yeah, it was yeah, my birthday. Hold on, hold on. Anyway, hush, Eric J. Happy birthday, fam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This will drop tomorrow, huh? On my birthday, which is it's gonna drop on your birthday. It's a birthday episode for you. I'm gonna try to speak in the future today and yesterday. Today. You're gonna try and do what now here? I was gonna say hopefully we can get some people in here so we can make this party. Right. Everybody watching the the Bucks. I'm not mad at them. Yeah, and yeah, you know. Holding people on this stream. 
So we haven't we haven't uh, seen our folks in a while, so I understand. Happy to know. <laughs> but hopefully yeah, they have too. on their notifications so they know that we went live. Of course they do. But anywho. You know them niggas I don't got that shit. <laughs> and y'all should turn on your notifications on the YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. Do it. It's just a little bell icon next to the subscribe button. Hit both of them. And you'll be good to go, man. Live show every Tuesday. We had two bye weeks. Been sick, getting our wings back underneath us. Uh, we here. We here now. What, what the Bucks call it? Return to play conditioning? We, we had to do that for a week. That's this episode. Yes. <laughs> it's it's been been <clears throat> we just were missing out, like, for those who missed us. Are we, we doing get our health back right, bro? You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Are we doing the game that needs a name this week? I feel like it's going to be a bunch of lagging. So maybe wait until we back in, back in person. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Okay, Miko ad-libs. I feel it. Okay. Let's get into the topic discussion then. So we got to start here. Play the music and everything because... Uh, Brittany Griner is free, y'all. She is back home. <laughs> back home. Welcome home, BG. I definitely had to start the show off just saying, welcome home. It's been a long, long journey for her. So I'm so happy that she's back. I know everybody was shocked to see the, the, the locks was gone. She cut all her hair off. Um, from what I read, she was preparing to be there for a while. And she was saying when she washed her hair in that Russian winter, that cold, she was like, I, I, I just was getting chills for a couple days. So I just, I'm gonna just cut all this off. But super happy that she's home. Uh, yeah, I am too. Um, I did not like that my timelines turned into uh, geopolitical en- uh, experts overnight. <laughs> fair or unfair to trade it. Like that was, so because you don't get a fair deal, you think that she should just stay over there? Like that's stupid. Like. They had opportunity to bring her home and they did. So I appreciate the Biden administration for that. Absolutely. It was a, I will say it was some unexpected news. Like it was just, I can't remember what it was. Now, almost. Anyways, middle of the day, of course, not only the geopolitical experts, but all medias. (laughs) Everybody and mama has something to say. All the think pieces and everything like that for people who don't give two shits nothing. But I just want to say they did what they could. From what I know, they did what they could. And welcome home, DJ. Yeah, everybody was an expert. Like you said, the timeline was disgusting. It was pretty funny, though. Because it's, it's one of those things that's telling when you see who posting, how they react to it, and things of that nature. But, like, oh, okay. It was one of those. That, I only saw one good joke where somebody said we traded a a shooter for a big that's not fair (laughs) that's the only one I saw that was good the rest of them were terrible I feel it alright yeah as we said welcome home for show for show to BG and we had to start the show off on that positive note there NFL check in we're going to shout out the winners for the last couple weeks of the pick and pull and the fan do pull. So for the pick and pull weeks thir- 12, 13, and 14, it was Tyler, 
T. Ertle, and Eric J. Hey. Our very own. Looking at the week 14 picks, hey. it was, I was like, man, everybody did terrible. And I looked and I was like, this would be the week where Eric is like, no, I, I got it. Like, this is me. Like, I think we <laughs> had like 72, which was the high score of the week. <clears throat> Normally in the hundreds. Eric yeah, high so score was like 72. Yeah, so it wasn't that I did good. It's just everybody else did bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle for folks this week but it's all good one of our own one I love to see that FanDuel wins the past three weeks we had Mr. Crackberry himself Julian and then we had Tim Kenzie our very own win and then I won the next week so more tech file at the top uh, what I like to see so with that it's the end of uh, the regular season for most fantasy leagues <clears throat> That was the last, uh, this past week was the last week. I got one league, I'm, I'm in second, and playoffs start, and then the other league, I ended up dropping from second to I guess I don't know. But <clears throat> that was a team auto draft. <laughs> so I want you, when I got out of that, I got out of that. I fell asleep right before the draft. Like I was sitting in the, in the, in the room waiting, and all of a sudden I was on the couch. I woke up. Uh, Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so the position I was in, I, I think I did pretty good. I think I did. But other things, I'm hoping we'll some money to that. Mm. All right. Well, if you are in our pick and pool with us, go ahead and head to the ESP app, ESPN app. Go to the pig scan pick them and make your week 15 selections with us. We are going to make our predictions and talk about anything relative to the teams as they come up in conversation. So, First game we got on the docket, Thursday night football. We got the San Francisco 49ers heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Who y'all got? Ooh. I'm going to go with San Francisco. Same. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to win, but because the Seahawks have a black quarterback, I'm picking up. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to San Francisco. Okay, so we got a 3-1 split on that one. Okay. Now, this week we have three Saturday games. So it's going to be NFL football on Saturday. First game on Saturday is Colts and Vikings. Ooh. Vikings. Yeah, this here yet. <laughs> I say, like, he need to tell us what's going on with his team, man. Bang on the second year. Smacked by uh, Detroit. Yeah, uh, two bottom defenses. That's what we saw in Minneapolis versus or Minnesota versus Detroit. It's just two bad defenses, two good offenses, and Detroit's defense or Detroit's offense came out on top, and their defense did a little bit more than Minnesota's. That was a wild game. I trust Detroit. This, this, this is going to be a wild ass thing. Of all the all in the NFC North right now, I trust Detroit over anybody. <laughs> I think they're right now a top five in the NFL too. Uh, I don't think I can say that. I close and it's debatable. Like it, I, I see Tim's point. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's <laughs> like it just like a out of hand dismissal. It's like you know, <laughs> I, I can't go there yet, but I, I, I see why you would say that. <laughs> I was there right before the game on Sunday. I was at Jared Goff uh, cooking. You was like, who? 
<laughs> no, so I didn't understand what you were saying. That's so all I kept saying. Oh, Ooh, like, no, Jerry Goff, like, he really been cooking. I wasn't saying to be disrespectful. I just couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone picking the Colts? Yeah, I am not. I damn near want to. Because I, I don't. I, I've said it all yeah. I don't trust Minnesota's skirt. I don't trust the Giants record. He's like, it's 33. I don't tr- don't trust them. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Mm. All right, sir. The Colts just got me two hundred and twenty yards and I'm receiving though. I do need that. You said what, Eric? I said the Colts just pulled a dude off the street to be that coach. I'm still not going. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ravens and Browns. Ugh, Ravens. I'm not picking the Browns. Never the Browns for Ravens. Here, you said black. Baltimore. Ain't no. No, Lamar's gonna probably be out for this game too. Yeah. Yeah. But they got Tyler Huntley. They're still black quarterback. Mm -hmm. But he might not play either. So. I think the other quarterback is like. (laughs) Yeah, the 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 third one, Anthony Brown. Baltimore coming through. Yeah, and I also want to say the show has looked uh, terrible so far in his return. Yeah. Might not be a surprise to anyone given the fact that he hasn't played football in like, what, a year and a half? Almost two years yeah. now? Also, somebody say karma. I'm not, but I'm just saying somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dolphins and Bills, who you got? Bills. Josh Allen, it's cold. I hear you, but that Bills team, what it's all, what it used to be. Cats is actually throwing on these motherfuckers. Like, that, that was one of their strengths, is their secondary, but folks is moving and grooving in the air on them. Um, go with the Dolphins. I don't know, man. The Dolphins look kind of exposed against the Chargers last week. They need to bounce back, but I'm not sure if they're going to be able to bounce back against Buffalo, especially with Tyreek Hill kind of banged up. Oh, that sucked when he got hurt, but I, I didn't, you know, I won not it because I won my game. But I, that really sucked. Because even on a bum hamstring, he, down, he hopped into the damn end zone <laughs> with nobody around him. Like, how you this man jogged 20 yards into the end zone? You still ain't catch him. <laughs> Fam, they... They got Cole Beasley coming out of retirement. He on the Buffalo so practice squad. Wait, I, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he just retire like six weeks ago? Yeah. So he, he just didn't want to retire. Yeah, Cole. I, it, it makes sense. Like, he thought it was he's so easy now. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me get up out of here. <laughs> Go find my family. That worked the time. <laughs> <laughs> Then he got a better phone call and said, you know what? Yeah, okay. I'm going to come back. Mm. Atlanta and New Orleans. As funny as this is that the Falcons are 5-8 and eight and the Saints are 4-9, and nine, this is a very important game for the division because Tampa Bay is at the top of that division right now and they are, what, 6-7? and seven? That is worse. That is gross. Yeah, six and seven. Uh, Buccaneers are six and seven. The Panthers are five and eight. The Falcons are five and eight, and the Saints are four and nine. It is anyone's division. 
and Falcons uh, have a new coach, uh, not new coach, new quarterback. So black yep. quarterback. They bench Marcus Mariota. Hmm. Going with the rookie, Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Mariota clearly huh? left the team, and they don't know when or if he's gonna be back. Oh, hmm. oh he said, "Fuck this." <laughs> Yeah, we still in playoff hunt. This is the second time I'm that on the this is the second time that this coach has benched him. What you mean I'm on the bench, bro? We still playing. He said again. Oh. Again. <laughs> they said that he got a, a chronic knee problem. Um, apparently, he left the team to go and get that evaluated. They're probably going to put him on IR, but we are gonna see. Yeah. And that's I'm going with Atlanta this weekend because I don't know why they keep starting Andy Dalton at this point. Says more about Jameis than it does about any Dalton, I don't think. That's that's true. It has to. Unless the coach is hating. He hates. That could also be true. <laughs> but we've also seen Jameis play. So. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they offered two Jameis at quarterback. I mean, he was hurt to start the year off. Like, yeah. he lost his job due to injury. He yeah. had LASIK. No, you remember? He came in. I'm doing all right. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, 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 so he got hurt. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Pat Cotton just sent Dante DiVincenzo shot into the fucking stands. Yeah, um, he did. Who we talking about? Oh, Andy Dalton. Uh, give me Atlanta. ATL. Yeah, I'm going to Atlanta, too. ATL all around? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dirty Bird. I'm gonna go with the Saints. Boo! <laughs> Boo <that laughs> All right, we got Eagles and the Bears. Oh my God, Giannis! Eagles, shit! Okay, wait. So I was. I, I wanted to ask Might y'all be about the first this. First week, I don't my boys. <laughs> I wanted to ask y'all about this. So the week that the Packers played the Bears, um, I was out of town, so the, the in-market game wasn't the Packers. So I missed it. Like, what happened? Uh, who um, wants to tell this story here? Because um, it's a telling different quarters. Sorry, I, I was um, checking the score. So I saw that Chicago was leading for like most of the game, and then like I checked it a little while later, and the Packers had won. So I didn't know what happened. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't put his head down. Do you want to take this? Do you want to talk about what happened? Um, uh, shit. I mean, our offense just ran out of gas. Like we started off so hot, we just couldn't maintain it, and then Packers just stepped it up. I got one thing to say about, huh? <laughs> I hear you. About the first three quarters. Yeah. But one, one thing about um, Aaron Rodgers is now I see what y'all was saying. Like, some of the throws he was making, I was just like, yo, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he was throwing over people, behind people. I'm like, okay, now I see what they was talking about. Yeah, don't fight yeah, Earl no more. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't looking right. But he said that when he come back from this bye week, he's gonna be feeling pretty good. The thumb ain't gonna be an issue. But in the fourth he quarter, juice up. <laughs> he took the Brett Favre pack. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be ready to go. 
<laughs> the four, it was the tail of the fourth quarter. Like the Packers just started putting up points. Like Jair was getting cooked throughout Man, the first all game. Then after the game, he called uh, Equimania and St. Brown a scrub. Like, I don't know how that scrub catch the ball over me like that. Then later on, he was like, I had to apologize. I texted him. I shouldn't have called that man a scrub. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, the very first catch that he made was, oh, he got to start talking to him right away. Like, he started yapping right at Jair. And it looked like it was in Jair's head all game. Because that motherfucker was giving up 20 yards, 30 yards. What the fuck is this? Because he got <laughs> He gave up that bomb to St. Brown. Then he gave a bomb up to, uh, I think it's Henry. Is that y'all receiver? Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there like, Jair is done. Then he had a crucial interception in the fourth quarter. Switched that momentum back. Christian Watson was Christian Watson. He took a jet sweep to the house because that, you, that's what he did. Bears didn't even know he was running. They was looking, no, they was still in the back here. The cameraman had to catch up to that nigga running. I just walked out the room like, come on, man. <laughs> That's yeah, I, was, uh, I was very prepared to be hey, like, Tim, I mean, Kenda had a good week. Like, the Lakers beat the Bucks, and then the, the Bears about to beat the Packers, and then I was like, ah, oh, never mind. Nah. Hey, but it looks like we're going to have a pretty good draft pick, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> that is true. That I'm very happy honest. about our, our draft placement. Huh? That being said, is anyone picking Chicago this week? I am. Hell no. I am. We can beat. We can beat the Eagles. Well, y'all better have 15 sacks, three forced, <laughs> two interceptions, All right. 50 quarterback pressures. I'll say one thing. I, I, I'm not. I'm not picking Chicago in this game. But one thing I will say about that Bears-Packers game that surprised me in the first quarter, I think it was Justin Fields had a beautiful like design run and he just took off, big touchdown, and they didn't go back to Justin Fields as a runner, which was strange to me because like you saw against That's Philly right. the week before that, like run on these, like run on them, like you can you can run on the Packers defense, especially as the mobile quarterback, and Chicago just went away from it. Justin Phil made some very good throws, though. But to be fair, y'all can't run on Philly too. You can run on Philly. They gonna, they gonna to stop right we just can't stop the offense. But oh hell no, yeah, yeah, they gonna run all over y'all. They gonna run all over, and then they gonna throw all over y'all. AJ Brown might stiff on a nigga. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't gonna get fifty right, piece y'all. like um. <laughs> oh, don't talk too. Mm. We ain't get fifty piece. Lions man. and Jets. Wait, got 50 piece. Uh, they put forty three up recently. Was it the other night? The other day, who they put up? Giants. They put the Giants. I think it was like forty three or forty eight or some shit like that. No, yeah, they put up. They put up thirty five or no forty eight. Yeah, I thought yeah. when you said fifty piece, you somebody lost by fifty. I'll be like, I, I know I don't be paying mm, attention. They only two points away. <laughs> yeah, it was forty-eight to twenty-two. Okay. They yeah, was, That's why I'm winning that fantasy league. Just my quarterback. <laughs> so, uh, Lions and Jets. <laughs> who y'all got? Uh, give me the Lions. Uh, they they don't suck me yeah, back in. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah. The Jets. Oh, I think the Jets. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets. 
Mike, I don't know if y'all saw the quarterback, the Jets quarterback got rocked. It was a legal yeah. hit. Yeah. Yes, beard. Yeah. yeah. Like a for real. Rhino. Like that man. <laughs> I used to fuck with his the most well, actually. Of all the spears, the gore was your favorite? It was so violent, bro. Like, he was tearing the gore. He, he was fucking niggas up. <laughs> he really was. It was so violent. He was just crashing into shit. Like, he didn't give a... He wasn't protecting nobody. Edge, as you can tell, he kind of protected him. Roman, you can tell, he kind of... Goldberg. I love Goldberg's spear. It's always up that jacket. Anyway. He just did it so violently. When he was... I'm talking about WCW Goldberg. We ain't talking about... Goldberg. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Right. Steelers and Panthers. I could not care less, but Panthers know they at least have a black quarterback on the roster. Steelers defense is getting healthy again. Panthers. Yeah. Both of these Kenny ranked- still in concussion protocol, though, so I don't know. I don't know. It might be Mitch Trubisky at quarterback for Pittsburgh this week. Oh, if it's Let's Trubisky, they actually might win. No, they Let's won't. Let's go, Mitch. The opposite. Huh? <laughs> if it's Mitch, they gonna give him the ball, bro. He, that, that, that's just gonna happen. He gonna give him the ball, but no. I don't know Mitch if you saw him and say last week, and when he had to come in the game, like terrible. Mitch Trubisky. I know why he is a backup quarterback right now. He does not fit in Pittsburgh system. I thought it was gonna be better. It has not been. If it's Trippy Mitch at quarterback, I'm going with Carolina. And that's not saying much. Kenny Pickett's not that much better. Well, Kenny Pickett mm. is. Yeah. Well, both of these teams scream like at the 13th and the 14th pick in the draft, like where it's just like, you ain't like objectively terrible, but you're also not good. So you just hover around like what used to be like six and 10, seven and nine. Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. Now it's going to be eight and eight. <laughs> and, and that also fits everybody in the, in the South, by the way. Ooh. Facts, though. So who's everybody's picking this game? Carolina. Uh, um, yeah. I, I go with the defense over the offense, though. So I'm going to go with whoever they're playing again. <laughs> the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Steelers. already, sir. I mean, it did. That's it's the first thing. It's tripping. Oh, the return of Vodka 10. <laughs> no, it's tequila 10. Tequila 10. I got a little bit of tequila. Ken, who are you taking in this game? I'm going Pittsburgh, though. Okay. We got the Dallas Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags had a nice win last week. Dude, Evan Ingram. Come on, Cowboys. Came out of nowhere, bro. Um, Dallas defense is still crazy good, like, but Jaguars offense actually has been playing better, even with ETN ain't really doing too much. Like, if he Lawrence, hurt. he got hurt last week with, with his foot, and then he was deemed questionable, came back in, so he was still playing kind of injured, anyways. So for Lawrence, yeah, he ain't gonna be. 
he ain't gonna be that way to the end of the end. And they already changed James Robinson, so they ain't really got the backup like they could have with Robinson to be able to take over because they don't. They want to make sure Etienne knew that Robinson actually deserved the job that he had because he was hell a hell of a running back there. But they invested a first round pick in Etienne. Etienne proved that he is a great running back and an asset to have, but he's hurt now. So now they don't have really a backup. So for Trevor Lawrence to actually make a connection now on top of still having the connection he had with Zay Jones on top of the connection he still has with Christian Kirk the Jaguars offense is better in the air so Listen, I'm I the Cowboys bro. almost lost to the Texans last week Murray Rodgers lost them Jacksonville could beat them did you see it? yeah I saw Jacksonville oh, could yeah, beat them sure. Matter of fact, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Jacksonville this week. I think Jacksonville got it. I'm also sad that uh, the uh, Cowboys have Mario Rodgers. You said what, E? I was saying that the Cowboys have a black quarterback, so I'm going with them. But I do want to take this opportunity to blow the whistle on Mike Parsons for his dumbass tweets about Gardner and the Biden administration. Before yeah, you seen him just looking up. That's all you want to say? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were going to stretch your legs a little bit. That's cool. Chiefs <laughs> and Texans. I think we can just Chiefs. all say Chiefs. No, it's yeah. but to put it. Yeah. Okay. Make this easy. Yeah. Uh, to have something to, uh, to have something to discuss on this game, uh, who's your MVP at this point? Jalen Hurts. Mm. Mike Easley. Hurts. Can't say it hurts too. Granted, Granted Mahomes is literally like this season without heel, and he granted he still has Kelsey, but the motherfucker been balling. But Jalen Hurts and the Eagles is unreal. I mean, you just look at this. Like Jalen Hurts has only thrown three interceptions against twenty-two touchdowns this year. Don't Patty get like forty already? Who? Mahomes, don't he got like 40 touchdowns? Yeah, but he also has more interceptions. I was just talking about how great his ratio has been so far this season. Patrick Mahomes this season thrown for 33 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Over 4,000 yards. 3-1? to one? That's not bad. And Harris is 22-3? Uh-huh. Uh, so, Harris is my MVP. I mean, I, I guess I was wondering because... Like, I was more hurts, and then I'm like, is it just that we're overlooking Mahomes' greatness at this point? Like, we just take it for granted. Like, we do that in the NBA, I know for sure. But I, do, I wonder if that's a thing where it's just like, it's new that Jalen Hurts is doing this, and the Eagles are kind of surprising us. It's kind of like the runaway team in the NFC, at least. Like, could it be no. that we're overlooking Mahomes? Like, we're discounting him because it's like, oh, this old hat. Like, this is just what you do. Not for me, because in addition to the fact that Jalen Hurts has been so sharp passing the ball, he's also been a threat rushing the ball as well. Like Jalen Hurts has been a prime reason why the Philadelphia Eagles have been playing as well as they have been. Like he has just been, he took a step as a quarterback and his, his savvy, his intelligence, like he's making the right decisions. Like he's been that guy this year. I can't even front on that. Mm-hmm. Same here. Like the way that he's been able to, control defense <laughs> with the way he either he can he gets what he wants in essence for the most part of this 
He can go where he wants to go. He want to throw where he wants. If he want to pick a game where he wants to go to AJ Brown, he go to AJ Brown all game. There ain't no issue. You don't do three picks like you said. If you want to go to a Smith all game, he's done with a Goddard all game. He's done that. All of them have had at least 120 plus yard game this year with multiple receptions and believe like seven or some shit like that. But like, then you have to worry about him actually running on you. Yeah. My man's picked up 120 yards on the ground. <laughs> He's having 100 yard games rushing on top of 200 yard games passing on you. And his team is winning. And they just because they ain't putting up points on deep putting up points. They put up 43. I'm 48. 48. On offense. Miles Sanders ain't really got to run that much because he's still got Miles Sanders. Just don't forget about that. He's still got Miles Sanders. It's a and good he's team. He's making Miles Sanders look even better. It's a good team. Like, they, they got a great offensive line. They got a great quarterback. They got great weapons at wide receiver. Miles Sanders is having a great season. Their defense is stepped up. Like, there's a reason why Philly's been running away with the NFC. Uh, they're a very good football team. And we have the pleasure of playing them this Sunday. The NFC East is not the NFC East. Oh no, they all might make the playoffs. All right. Cardinals and Broncos. Unfortunately, Kyler Murray is out for the rest of the season, torn ACL. And Russell Wilson is actually in concussion protocol at the moment as well. So, not sure who the quarterback will be for the Broncos, for the Colts, or for the Cardinals. It should be Colt McCoy. Uh, Mm hmm. The Broncos have been so disappointed this season. Very. Two disappointing teams. Uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos here just off the strength of their defense in this game. Without Kyler Murray, I mean, Colt McCoy is a steady backup, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I'll go with the uh, same thing as you, uh, Camille. <clears throat> Denver's defense, they, 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 they have a couple studs, but the, the Arizona offense ain't going to be the same. Without, I'm not, the Denver offense ain't without Russ, and Russ had to look like shit. So. <clears throat> it's going to be on the defense. It's going to be like that Browns game where they won, was it two weeks ago, where the defense and special teams scored every point? Like, it's going to do it. That was uh, the Jones' first game. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going Broncos. <clears throat> Patriots and Raiders. The Raiders are <laughs> going to take another L because I'm going with the Patriots. <laughs> they be trying. They really do. You just when they think they just when they think they got that motherfucker, they done been getting snatched away from all season. Kind of sad. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, nah. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I'm gonna put this low confidence, but I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Okay. I'm going Patriots. I'm not mad. I at feel it. like um. I feel like Jones got something to prove. Against the Raiders. Period. Yes, period. Period. Pool. Well, he turned, he turned it on. Last week in the second half. All right. Yeah. Titans and Chargers. Chargers. Same. Tennessee. Tennessee to bounce back. 
after getting spanked by Jacksonville last week. They yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm only giving the Chargers this now because they're at home. I'm going with a with an Eric uh, Ericism, which is the team traveling. Uh, east west. To west. Yeah. And then they ain't got no secondary. Mike Williams probably gonna have a field day. You can throw on Tennessee. And like they can use Eckler in the pass game. And he loves fantasy, so whoever got him, he'd be trying to get them the points. <laughs> like, are you actively in the game to get your fantasy teams the points because you draft yourself too? Yeah. All right. That's, that's actually pretty funny. That's what I said. I got a, uh, what's the name? Um, Tennessee. Okay. Ken, who'd you say? Oh, he big frozen. Oh, okay. You good. Okay. Boy. okay. You were frozen looking like crazy. Yes. 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 <laughs> Damn. Okay. My face there. Good lord. <laughs> what did they say? Only a mother glove? Damn, <laughs> <no>. Yes. <laughs> Bangles and fucking mirrors. Um, I'm going with the Bengals. Time and them is done. Oh, but they they still in first place though. Not for long. Um, but yeah, I got the Bengals. Jamar Chase is back. They got another call back. Mixon's back. T Higgins and what's his name didn't do nothing. Boyd or Higgins didn't do shit on Sunday. It'd be like that sometimes. They gotta win though. Both them niggas, I think they put up like zero points in fantasy. It ain't about fantasy. It's about the dub, fam. I hear you, but the no, game from this, that's some that right. It's zero. The fantasy is a reflection of what you're doing on the field. Ain't no way no, in hell you run. No, this not necessarily because it's not picking up you blocking or doing little things to help your team and succeed as well. Like fantasy is just your raw production right there in that sense. What's going to show up on the stat sheet? All game, I ain't get a target. I ain't get a catch. I get paid to catch the ball. It be like that sometimes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know. Kansas, <laughs> against Kansas City, T. Higgins had 35 yards and three catches. Be like that sometimes, fam. Especially when your name ain't Jamar Chase. Okay. I'm just saying. That man get 15 targets again. <laughs> I'm saying. I wonder That's how they feel about that motherfucker get like 25 a game. <laughs> he doesn't even play against Cleveland. That's why he didn't no points. How you doing, T? Just like, hey, I just look. Last game he played was against Kansas City. Against Cleveland, Jamar Chase had 10 receptions, 119 yards. All right, let's keep moving. Giants and Commanders. Sunday night football. That's going to be a big game. divisional game. That's going to be tied to it. Yep, both of the same record, 7 5 and 1. They are in Washington. Yeah, I'm going to the Commanders. Same. 
defense is starting to get healthy again. And they, they're starting to look like their old, self, their old selves from last year, kind of how they looked towards the end of last year. And kind of like connections with the receivers. So is Heineke, just their, is Heineke just their starter now? Yep. Carson Wentz is back off injury reserve, but he's back in a uh, backup role. Yeah, that's a, that's a good spot for him. <laughs> Smart. Uh, as long as Daniel Snyder is still the owner of the Washington franchise, like, I can't in good conscience pick them. So let's go, G Men. Fair enough. In Monday Night Football, we got the Rams and the Packers. I'm going Green Bay. Like, Get the Packers Green are the Bay. Pick, but also, I said for me, the Packers are a homer pick, and I pick them every week. But also, the Rams are terrible. No, the Rams are really bad right now. Baker may be quarterback. That's what happens when you mortgage the future for the present. <laughs> like, that bill comes due. I guess for them, you can say immediately because they got their chip and they turn around and have to pay it right away. What did it cost? Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. Well, that's, that's cool. Right. They got a And they don't catch an L on Monday, too. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, shout out to Baker for coming in for 48 hours leading them to a uh, victory. Yeah, that's great. Man, the more I, mean, I thought about that, the That speaks to how terrible the Raiders are, but yeah, shout out to him. Like, the chemistry that you had to have, like, just the, the plays that they had to run when they came back, that very last throw that got them that last touchdown is a chemistry. The timing that was, that was trust, that was a lot of shit in that play that Within 48 hours of coming into that motherfucker, you had to learn enough plays to be able to be on the field in the first place, to be my quarterback the whole game. Tim, you know what that was? That was fucking Will Figure. Like, that was, that exactly. was, that ain't yeah. doing none of that. It was just that. Ain't you know, was out here throwing the ball and it worked out. Right. Van Jefferson down there somewhere. That's what that was. <laughs> he didn't have no option. He had to sling it. Right. Some wild shit, bro. Nah, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him some credit. I don't even fuck with Baker like that, but I can give him. I, I throw him a ball. motherfucker had to put in work. I throw it on credit. I'm just not gonna say his chemistry and all that stuff at this point. Like, that man just got there. Oh no, yeah, I, I mean, no. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like you had just for that one play, all of that came into play. But for the most part, you had you don't have that. Like he knew his play. I said it on Twitter. He knew his playbook better than his receivers. But I said that in the fact. Like shit, he just met these niggas, bro. <laughs> he just met him. And he probably has been he's been seeing that playbook longer than he's seen those receivers be on to be on that field all last game, but Yeah. Like, that's some wild like, shit. Well, I, right. Like, I, and I'm not disputing anything that you're saying. Like what I think it is is that a couple of things. One, it's like simplifying things. Like you come in and just get the basics down. Like you don't get bogged down with all the complexity and all that other stuff. And then also it's like he's playing free. Like he has nothing to lose at that point. So he just went in like, all right, fuck it. Like I, I got what I got, and I'm gonna just go out there and play football. Like he, he not. He's just out there playing loose and free. And he's like, what they gonna do? Wave me? Like I just got waved. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. Like that's wild. How you just bouncing around now? Yeah. And the first man. But all right, if you are in the picking pool, go ahead and save your picks there. Mm. Make sure they stay. Again, it's three games on Saturday this week. So Thursday night, three on Saturday, some games on Sunday, then a game on Monday. It's a whole weekend of football. 
NFL football. Did you guys talk about Russell? We talked about him getting a concussion and that Broncos defense is going to be the only hope. And how terrible they've been. Disappointing. That might be the worst trade in recent NFL history. Shoot, it might be, especially after they give him that contract, too. Mm. Lukewarm Rust. Yeah. All right. Money will be cool. Let's move on to NBA talk. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what Tim is on. Uh, our NBA check-in. So our four things. Um, as a reminder, this is just um, an opportunity for each one of us to select one thing from the NBA that we found noteworthy or worthy of talking about um, recently. So we each go uh, go with our one thing. Who? Anybody want to go first? Or we want to go check order. How you want to do it? I can I can jump out and start. We're a little bit over a quarter away into the season, so I spent some time reflecting on my preseason picks, like what's been playing out how I thought it would, and what have I just been wrong about. So I just wanted to call attention to it because it's been it's been an interesting season so far. So Boston and Milwaukee are great, like I figured they would be, but Philly, Atlanta, and Minnesota have all been more mid than I expected. I don't know what's going on exactly in Minnesota. I thought they were going to be a regular season juggernaut. It has not earled right. Nothing has worked. (laughs) (laughs) Golden State has started off slower than I expected them to. Um, The champs, I thought they were going to come out and just keep rolling, but it seems as if they're having some struggles with this new integration of the young talent and with the old vets, and it's just not meshing the same way that they did last year with some of the best they had so I'm not saying I'm writing Golden State off because that would be foolish they just have gotten out of the gates a little bit slower than I expected uh Cleveland New Orleans Sacramento Indy and Portland are all better than what I expected them to be and New York is starting to come on now like the Knicks are, are picking up some some interesting things right now I don't know if that's fools going right now or if they just figure something out with this short rotation but uh, the Knicks have been coming on as well, and that's been a surprise to me because I thought they was going to be poop, just all the way through, just poop. They have not been. <laughs> uh, um, fair. I'll go. I will. Go ahead. You want to go, Tim? Okay. Okay. Um, I put this in here last week, um, so of course they went and lost in the stinker Saturday, but the Celtics, like. If anybody's listening to the show long enough, you know how I feel about the Boston Celtics. Um, and Jason Tatum. Anybody got put that in particular? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Smart that I don't like. I don't, I don't mind Tatum. Um, and now Jalen Brown is trying to be uh, Kyrie. But um, Celtics have been balling. And like balling to the point that I don't even know what's really going on there because every time I go to the game, they're already at like 20, 25 points. So it's like, name no reason to watch this shit. Like, they're just blowing everybody out. Their offense, uh, last time I checked, they had a rating of 120, which if it held up over the course of the season would be by far the NBA record. Um, which just means, like, they have the best offense in NBA hit at this point. Like, they have a number of players shooting, like, above 50% from three, like their defense actually hasn't been all that good. I think 
they've been ticking up recently. So I think they're in the top half of the league now. But for the longest, they were in the 20s as far as like defensive rating. So it's just their offense has just been blitzing people. Um, I don't know. Like, I, Boston is crazy. Like, I. <laughs> For the longest, I was saying, you know, Milwaukee is head and shoulders above the league, and that's still the case. But, like, I think Boston is in its own tier above even Milwaukee at this point, which really pains me to say uh, as a, you know, obviously Bucks fan and also a Celtics hater. So, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully this all qualifies as a reverse <laughs> jinx. And they get <laughs> but I am looking forward to the Christmas Day game between the Bucks and the uh, Bucks and Celtics. Saying first time we see each other all year is on Christmas, and I like that energy. I see Sly in the comments. His NBA thing this week is that the Pelicans and the Kings is balling. Yes, the Kings. That was my backup point in case anybody else wanted to sell this. Like, I think we gotta start pick Zion for MVP. Like, I'm he's not a front runner yeah. by any stretch of the imagination at this point. But the way that the Pelicans have been playing and the way that he's been playing, he, he's he's forcing his way. He's forcing his way into that conversation, literally. Um, yeah. cause that man is a bully in the in the paint. Hall of Fame bully badge. <clears throat> looking like a baby Giannis out there. Man, he's he looking thick like a thick little Giannis. That's what he be looking like. Ken or Tim. I, like six, six, I think he's like six six, six seven. I think no, six, he ain't even that tall. Six, is a generous <laughs> listing. I mean, but yeah, that's he ain't no six seven. Six I'll say six six to be nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna uh, actually kind of speak on the Pelicans, but it's cool because in the West there's also another guy named Andrew uh, that's been fucking phenomenal, bro. Like he has been hooping. He don't care who is on the floor. He don't care what team it is. I'm get him. He is currently number two in the league in scoring points per game. I think he averaged like 31, right behind. Uh, can't remember who was number one, but he's uh, number Luka two. And Giannis and... I thought Giannis was three. Now. He said what? No, Giannis is three. Chase two. Drop back because of that six point game. Okay. Yeah, it's Luka uh, one. SGA two, and Giannis three right now for points per game. And, and SGA. Some of that's translating wins for them has it over Giannis. I want to throw that out. 31.2 and then 31.1. But yeah. To but your no, point, yeah, the man is... No, he's... And, and honestly, I didn't expect nothing from them this year. Honestly, but the, the injury, um, the chat and everything, I thought I could in try to go off the picture too. But... They, like the other squads, are putting up a fight. If you allow them to linger, actually sneak around and fuck around and, and <laughs> catch a dub on you. I feel like they're, uh, them the, and the Magic are like that. Because I like the Magic squad too. Like, the Mac, Orlando's not terrible, but, you know, they ain't cold. They ain't good. But <laughs> they, I can see some pieces and I can see some things working over there. A little bit of a resurgence. Ben Carroll is like, nah, he legit. He legit as fuck. So, uh, they got some shit going on, but no, Team Under and the Magic are ones that I kind of keep an eye on. Where I'm like, okay, they're the underdogs. Let me see. They kind of pay attention to what they got going on. So, shout out to them. 
I feel it. Ken, what you got for your NBA take this week? <clears throat> um, we all sure we know where I'm going. Um, talking about the Lakers. In, in particular, I want to talk about any Buddhists. Um, I would say that we don't can go as far as Anthony Davis take us. Um, right now, he's absolutely dominant. Um, he's been shooting well over 60%. Um, the past 10 games, he's been double-double king. He's been putting up 40s, uh, 40 points. He's been, like I said, double digits and rebounding. Um, it's great to see, but still in the back of my mind. I'm like, it looks so good right now. But is he able to sustain it? Is, is he able to play at least 70, 77, at least 70 games a season? Because that's what we need for him to at least play 70 games healthy for us to actually, you know, contend as a playoff team. So, um, yeah, I was one of the people that. You said what? You said you sounded like you're big. Just um definitely want to give a shout out to Anthony Davis. Um another thing too is, is that um Russ like it's working with him coming off the bench. Um uh, it seems like he actually he believes in the system. Um he's sold um on what you know Coach Ham is trying to do and it's working. Um, so I'm definitely happy to see that. Um, and I'm excited about the team because, like, at the beginning, it was just like, yo, like, what the fuck are we going to do? But now seeing that, you know, as the season is going on, that we're gelling a little bit more. And then also seeing that LeBron is cool with playing Robin and letting, like, AD actually be Batman. So that was the main thing. If we had to always ride on LeBron, there's no way that that was going to work for us. So for him, um, you know, playing the backseat, um, turn it on when we need him to turn it on. I'm excited. Ready to see what we're going to do for the rest of the season. I agree. I enjoy uh, watching the Lakers play this season. I'm actually, like, I know we were talking about how the Bucks and the Warriors are playing right now, but I'm also looking forward to seeing Lakers Celtics after this goes off. It's been a good game. Let's go Lakers. <laughs> Right. Ah. We all like your fans hey. tonight, baby. Um, do you think y'all a playoff team now? Yeah, actual valid playoff team? If y'all keep playing the way y'all are? Yes, I would say yes. No, I said that we'll be up for sure playing. I feel like we can get that. We can get that. I said it sounded sound like as you were talking about Anthony Davis, like he was kind of plead, like just you know, please stay healthy, you know, please go ahead and just keep playing games and like, stay at this. He level. hasn't, he hasn't proved that he can't like, at all, like in college or now, like he hasn't. So it's just like a wish and a prayer that he stays healthy. And like I said, I, 77, 70 games, bro. Yeah. That's what we're um, Yeah, no, I, like, one, I'm happy for Darvin Ham. Like, okay. I'm glad that he seems to be riding the ship. Um, the players seem to be bought into what uh, he's trying to implement. So I'm happy for um, I'm happy for Russ. Like, he seems to have found, found his footing on his team. Um, I kind of switched to, like, I hope they don't trade him at this point. <laughs> um, 
because he's found kind of the perfect role for him at this point. Um, at this point in career, um, <laughs> and Anthony Davis has just been awesome. Like I've been critical of him, like I've been critical of Tatum. Like it's like you kind of got to show me. Like that that bubble a little fluky, <laughs> uh, but no, he's yeah. been playing his basketball probably of his career this last month, month and a half. So shout out to him. Um, like yeah. I'll, I have I'm forced to watch the Lakers so much because they're always on national television, um, but like their games are getting better, and you can tell that that first two weeks of the season is kind of representative of who they are. Excellent. All right. Well, I do want to call to the fact that I mentioned earlier during my NBA check-in thing that Atlanta's been a little bit more mid than I expected them to be. They also had a little, I don't know what you want to even call this, between Trey Young and they head coach Nate McMillan. I don't know what you call it, but apparently Trey missed shoot around to receive treatment for a shoulder injury, which is a violation of their team rules. And then coach was like, hey, you got two choices, buddy. You come off the bench or you don't come and show up at all. And Trey Young apparently skipped the game. He was at home tweeting through it when he came back. You know, he said it's unfortunate that public, private things become public, and he just kind of left it at that. Again, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, but it it, it, it ain't what I thought it was going to be at this point. No, so I feel like say that, save for that run that they made to the Eastern Conference Finals, like it's always been bad vibes in Atlanta, like dating back to when they had Lloyd. What was his name Boy Pierce as their head coach? Like it's, it seems to be around Trey. Like it's always friction with Trey. It's like Trey didn't like the head coach. Trey and John Collins get into it. Trey, Trey McMillan. Like there seems to be a common denominator here, um, and I don't know what it's about. Like I don't know if he needs to kind of go up or if people need to stop messing with him. But it does seem like there's always something there and like they really get in their way their own way at this point because like they have talent like that's not like they're too deep at every position at least um and it's just it always uneven yeah oh, chemistry matters <laughs> big time let's talk a little maybe bit getting more rid of like, uh, oh no go ahead tim i was like maybe getting rid of cats like herder uh i felt they missed him yeah, they do. And he over there cooking with the Kings. <laughs> he over there. He's, he's cooled off a little bit. Well, I shouldn't say a little, a lot of bit. But AJ Griffin has been hooping in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he started to come on. You might have some game, bro. No, that, that, that dude's a bucket. That kid, that kid is uh that kid is nice. Let's get into some World Cup talk, Tim and Eric. I'm gonna pass that over to y'all. Uh, I get it. Uh, so, first off, Team USA. I know it's been a while. Okay, so it's been a boy. I'm half blind, so I got to do the Popeye shit. So just forgive me. But um, we ain't been here really since we got underway like that. I, I think we missed some games or so. So, uh, Team USA made it to the round of 16. They made it out the group stage. That's the best I expected them to do. Um, <laughs> they were kicked out ceremoniously by the uh, Netherlands. Croatia? No, it's Ooh, the Netherlands. Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands. I'm sorry. The Netherlands. Netherlands. Uh, but it's all right. 
we mentioned, you know, we got a really young, I think we have the youngest squad in uh, the World Cup. So we got a lot of promise coming up, some coaching decisions that a lot of people were kind of not playing Gio Reyna, who's the son of Claudio Reyna, who's a U.S. men's national team legend. They, a lot of people was like, well, why he ain't playing? But then suddenly that, you know, he really wasn't trying in the games leading up to the World Cup where we had a pre, uh, like a scrimmage against uh, Saudi Arabia. And then mm-hmm. he was at the, uh, he really wasn't working hard in practice and things like that. So the coach was like, fuck it. No, I'm not playing. Oh. Nobody knew this after the first game. Though. Everybody was like, oh, no, where's Rainer? Where's Rainer? We could have used it. And it's like they kept that under wraps until after the World Cup, which to an extent I actually do appreciate. Because like, don't, don't, don't have none of that shit come out while we're still over there having, I can do appreciate that to an extent, but it also goes to, we still got a long way to go as the US, as a soccer federation. Like, you expected and what happened, great. Cool. Can we build from this? Can we not mess it up? Can we literally continue to get the women's team for once? God dang it. <laughs> like, holy crap, dog. But congrats to the men. You know, uh, apparently it's doing that quick little run that they had anyways. I see uh, Sly in the comment just put messy. And then dude said, hey, guys, what's up, dude? Hey, what, what, what do you do? Speaking of which, so so what I said let me be 10 for a minute miss you my brother <laughs> right I know we ain't seen Dooch in a minute especially me I, I ain't seen nobody but, uh, I'm gonna walk in the studio and be like Tim I'm like dude I missed you man <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give him hugs out man I missed y'all man you know, bring it in bring it in bring it in you know what I'm saying <laughs> but um no, so again, congrats to them. Uh, the, most of the favorites are out. Brazil's out. Uh, I mean, shit, we only got three Portugal teams. Portugal's out. Like, <laughs> out. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. So the only favorite that's left, the favorite, two favorites are in France. Argentina, I believe they won earlier today. They did. They beat Croatia 3-0. to zero. Ooh, they got to three. I was, I was watching those two. That was damn. Anyways. Congratulations to them. Messi, that's, he won win away from getting his, uh, <laughs> the one trophy that's eluded him. So, voting on that. Uh, Morocco, who beat Portugal, huge upset. Uh, they're playing France and Mbappe and them. So, I'm sure a lot of people would love to see France versus Argentina World Cup final to have old legend Messi versus new legend Mbappe. I feel I'm like sure I don't know with Morocco be. though, just because they're the first African country to make it this far. So I'm just I'm just rocking out just on principle. Uh, Tim, who is the best player in the world right now? Like who's considered player in the world right now? Shit, it's either between uh Anna, who plays for Manchester City. He's a four. Um what? I think he plays from? for Germany. Okay. He's he's in Germany. And then you, Eric Holland, who is the best striker in the world, he plays for Norway, I think, or something like that. But he also, um, then Mbappe, and you have uh, Brazilian, uh, Neymar. So, like, them cats are still, they still 
them dudes. <laughs> they, they nobody finna take them out no time soon. Especially because when Neymar and Mbappe became big names, like they cast still on. I think they. Yeah, yeah shout out to Sly. He said, "Oh, sorry." Yeah. I was just gonna say shout out to Sly. He he did point out that Pele is um he said prayers up for Pele. He's um in hospice care, so. Yeah, we had to see that, but um, for sure. Yeah, within a year we can, or two years, however long it's been, we can lose Maradona and Pele back to back. So that's that's tough. Um, uh, but speaking of losses, sorry, were you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of losses, uh, U.S. soccer took a big hit. Um, reporter Grant Wall uh, collapsed and died while covering up. Um, he was feeling ill in the days leading up to uh, a match between Argentina and the Netherlands. And while he was in the press box, he kind of collab- administered uh, aid to him in the press box and finally took him to a hospital where he later died. Um, what do I want to say? He is known for being like one of the loudest voices in the U.S. soccer. Like his coverage of the 94 World Cup is kind of credited as kind of like starting getting the ball rolling on soccer in America and changing the way that it's covered domestically. Um, he made note, he made news earlier in the cup um, when he wore a rainbow uh, t-shirt to one of the, and they initially denied him entry to the venue. Um, and he's been critical of the Qatari organizing committee and government for the you know poor working conditions of their international workers um, that helped build the stadiums and stuff for the for this World Cup. Um, so initially, people were kind of shocked because one, he's a forty-eight-year-old man, and that's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother initially came out and said, you know, like he was healthy and he believed that there was foul play. Um, subsequent reporting is kind of again flushed out that he had said he had been feeling ill recently. He thinks he, he thought he had bronchitis. Um, and so I, I think that we've kind of stepped away from that, but that was a note um, in the you know immediate aftermath of the news coming out. So rest in peace to Grand Wall. Um, right. We can keep going uh, with the RIP. So rest in peace to Paul Silas, NBA legend, uh, former head coach, former Celtic two-time champion, I believe, former all-star, father of Rockets coach, uh, Steven Silas. Um, I'll always remember Paul Silas from like coaching the really fun Charlotte Hornets team with Aaron Davis, Jamal Mashburn, James like Brown. Like mm-hmm. he was LeBron's first coach um, in England. Um, he's one that made him a point guard initially. And then one that came across today is Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach passed away from a massive heart attack sustained over the weekend. Um, so rest in peace to him. Well. Yeah, definitely paying our respects to all of them For and their sure. family, sending love out to the loved ones and all those who knew and were uh, touched by their lives. Because sometimes you might not even meet a person, but they have a real large impact on you uh, through that love of sport and just character and how all that shines through in these moments. So um, sending out love and light to all who were affected by those losses. Um, it's always weird to segue out of RIPs into other things, but um we're going to try to do that right here. 
Last week, the NBA started announcing some new hardware, new trophies for Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, Teammate of the Year, Sportmanship Award, and they also introduced a new trophy for the team with the best regular season record, which is named after the NBA's first commissioner, uh, Maurice Padoff. Wasn't he on the MVP trophy before they renamed that too? That's why like that kind of tipped people off. Like he's not gonna have two trophies. So like who's gonna get the MVP uh who's gonna get the MVP trophy named after them? Okay, so today you got all these different trophies who got some MVP, you know, some some legends attached to them. And I'm gonna name go through them. Oh, Draymond is losing his mind right now. I'm gonna go through these <laughs> and y'all let me know if y'all feel like the legend who's associated with these new awards fits. If you're interested in a more flushed out conversation along these lines, uh, the Low Post did their episode today. Zach Lowe spent like 45 minutes going through all these and who other people who could be considered for that could be and so on and so forth. So um, definitely check that out. Low Post, good basketball podcast. So, oh, just a quick aside. Looks like Draymond was getting a fan kicked out in Milwaukee. So someone yep. someone's cousin's out here wilding. Jordan Pools. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said they said uh when Draymond came back to Milwaukee, it was gonna be some smoke for punching Jordan Poole in the face. So Sounds like fam. Some smoke indeed. Hope he wasn't, you know, over the line. We don't know what was said, but uh, he getting kicked was. out of us. <laughs> <laughs> City Wars, the MVP award is now named after Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That's the only appropriate name. Like, that was, it had to be. Facts. Because Kobe got the All Star mm-hmm. MVP. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, at that, like, during the speculation period, it's like, process of elimination tells you it had to be him. It was the only ones that didn't have, the only obvious names that didn't have trophies named after them were Michael Jordan and Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Kareem and, has uh, like a humanitarian Finals MVP. Yeah, Justice, sorry. Um they gave Larry Bird and Magic Johnson the Eastern and Western Conference final MVPs. Oscar Robinson, I think Bob Cousy have the actual trophies named after them. Um so yeah, it, it became obvious. But yeah, like it gotta be Michael Jordan. Like if the intro trophy is named after any player. <laughs> it should be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, you ain't no argument <laughs> for me about that. Defensive player of the year trophy is named after Hakeem Olajuwon. Yes, sir. Y'all good with that? Hell yeah. Yeah, I am. Rookie of the year. I heard some people going, why is it Will Chamberlain? To anybody who says, why is it Will Chamberlain? I want you to go on to Google right now in this moment, and I want you to look up what Will Chamberlain's done before as a rookie. Go ahead. I'm giving you some time. Google it. Yeah. Y'all Google it? Y'all see what it is? That's why he's been, <laughs> that's why he got that award named after him. That man averaged like 37 points as a rookie and like 27 rebounds. So yeah, rookie of the year for sure. Will Chamberlain award. Everything Will does seems fake. Ah, everything. 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 The numbers seem fictitious as fuck, bro. <laughs> and who wrote these mystical ass numbers down? Mystical. <laughs> 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 Come on, bro. Be like, bro, you fucking 30 over here. Fuck out of here. 
What was different? Sick Man of the Year award is named after John Havlicek. I see slides in the comment already saying that the Sixth Man should be named after Manu Ginobili. And I respect that. I respect that. But John Havlicek pretty much invented the Sixth Man role for those old school Boston Celtics teams. Like, Manu is cold, don't get me wrong, but like, Havlicek is just on a different level. Mm. You have no, no disagreement for me. <laughs> like I, I do wonder if, like in twenty five years, like once we get to the NBA's hundred year, like if they then rename some of the trophies, that's something that they kind of refresh, refresh at every milestone. Like maybe then this generation of players will then get their names on things. Like maybe that is when you introduce like Manu or. Kevin McHale or somebody else that came along after Havlicek, like, okay, we can throw here now. Or maybe that it, it won't happen, but maybe that's when, like, LeBron gets his name on, not the MVP, because I think people will still burn down. Uh, but maybe maybe Wilt has been gone long enough at that point to where it's like, okay, we can throw him on rookie year, nobody's going to get mad at us for it. So they going to have to make up a whole nother award again for LeBron. Maybe it was going to be like a Lifetime achievement, the LeBron James Lifetime Achievement Award that they give out every year at NBA Honors or something like for real because like the only award that was listed here where I'm like there's a current Mm -hmm. player who should have this mantle is Most Improved Player. The current name, uh, the current legend that is named after is George uh, Milken, the Milkman, Mike, the Milkman, the Milkman. I get like. But on a long post, they had a long conversation about it. And I was like, I agree so much with this. And they were like, he came into the league cold. Like, they were changing rules because of him. Like, that doesn't necessarily embody the spirit of the most improved award. And Zach Lowe was making the point that the most approved award should be named after somebody who won the award and then elevated his game to another level. Such as Yan uh, Hadakumpo, the guy who was drafted out the lottery, who was a Greek D2 level prospect. Didn't start off fast, had to really hustle, build his way up, became MVP, became finals MVP. Like, yeah, that'll be my vote too. You name everything after Giannis. You will never get a disagreement out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a brand new award, another new award. It's the Clutch Player of the Year, which was named after Mr. Clutch himself, Jerry West. Good old year. I don't, I don't know. Have a with that one. I think that's one of those ones that can, uh, we're talking about ups down the line that probably turned into like the Kobe Award. Nah, Kobe got the All Star MVP Award. Yeah, if anything, like that would be LeBron's award. He just changed it to Clutch, clutch with a K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he ain't wrong. <laughs> 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 I, I don't understand the point of this award, but hey, like it doesn't I don't know how to vote for this award. Happen. Like, what makes right. that? Like, what qualifies? You know, they keep that as a stat, <laughs> like the advanced stats. So they <laughs> how many shots you've made, minutes with the game tied, or like Luca, like playing, or like what they Right, I respect. I, I would respect if it was more analytics driven, but I already know the discourse of this is going to be more like undisputed and first take. It's going to be like 
who scored the last bucket. Although I feel like clutch player of the year could also be defensive, but I don't think that's going to get as much credit. Uh, but I'll be interested to see how the conversation rolls out over the season for like who is the most clutch player of the year. Because if you think about Dame, because he came to mind too, Tim, where I was like, oh, it's got like a Dame award, right? If you think about it, he wouldn't have even gotten that award in the regular season because all his clutch moments came in the playoffs where he sent teams home. But he got some regular season ones, but the ones you remember were in the playoffs. So it's like, I wonder how they're going to do this. Slug said Jerry was got the logo already. True, (laughs) true, but knowing, like, we all know it's Jerry West, but it's not Jerry West because they don't want to give him no money. So, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Damn, Jerry was called back. That's Jerry, but it ain't Jerry. That right, that's, that's the one. That's what. Could you imagine if your logo, if that was you on a logo of a league, and they, everybody knows you, and you know it's you, but you can't make no money off the fact that it's you? That's yeah, wild. your face I mean, ain't like, there, so you can't prove it. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry would have been pissed off for much less than that. So I imagine. <laughs> Mr. Clutch, that bro, that, that's me. To win a final yeah, movie, we'll <laughs> mm. All right. I'm trying to think, yeah. is, is, and I know that they talked about this on the low post, but I haven't listened to the episode yet. Is there anybody obvious that they haven't named a award after yet? Uh, they mentioned the fact that they felt Kareem. 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 They said a, they mentioned Tim Duncan, and they said that they felt as if Kareem should have a basketball award named after him. But I was like, Kareem. Yes, legendary, but like if Kareem is going to have his name on anything, they got it in the right place. That's where Kareem's heart has always been. It's always been bigger than basketball for Kareem. So I get it. But the point they were making, they're like, I feel like people are, they don't appreciate how good Kareem was. Because like when you're having basketball discussions, you don't really talk about Kareem as much. And if he was on one of these other more basketball focused awards, you might get more attention towards it. I do wonder if that's how Kareem will. Oh, like he always seemed like the intellectual so like I think he liked basketball enough but I think basketball was kind of like a vehicle for him to do all these other things so for him it's kind of like I want like to your point like I've been bigger than basketball like I don't you know yeah I scored a bunch of points won a bunch of championships whatever but don't need to do all these other things use my platform to shine the light on all these other causes that I'm interested in so like I think that's perfectly placed for him to, you know, like for the legacy that he wants to build for himself. I agree with that. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but. Right. It just seems like, it seems like it. But Tim Duncan and Dirk Nowinski are just two other names that come to mind where it's like, oh, they, they don't got their name on nothing. If they were arguing that the clutch player of the year could have been named after Dirk. Yeah. I wonder if. Like maybe they could have introduced like an international player of the year or a born player, an American born player. Like that might be problematic at some point, <laughs> but I do wonder if like that will be, you know, it's just another way. Like you got the Dirk Whiskey international player of the year. Yeah. Whatever. No, I can see it. All right. Tim, turn it over to you to talk about some baseball stuff. And then after we hit the baseball, we got some uh, just general signings, transaction and injury news. We're going to talk baseball, NBA, and then some others. And we're going to wrap up the show. So 
one of the main things I want to and their uh their ransacking of the uh we got Willis Contreras he's we got him for the next five years on the contract no arbitration or anything he was just offensively he's good as a catcher but he was so bad defensive that's why they traded and they was cool picking the Manpena who we had who was better defensive not go glove but like all star worthy he was an all star now that was just part of a three team trade that included uh, Ace and fucking uh, Ace and the Braves my bad so Sean Murphy was He's a catcher. Manny Pena went over to the A's, who's a catcher. So we all swapped catchers. We didn't want to get, ended up with the all-star catcher, which is why a lot of people feel like we fleeced the trade. Uh, we did send out better prospects that we got in the Josh Hader trade. Um, Estuary Ruiz in the outfield, his biggest thing is like he fast as shit. Like he had like 86 stolen bases. <laughs> like between two different divisions, he had 86 stolen bases. Like he fast can't really hit for power or anything so you would be better suited to use them as like an excellent base runner or something to that nature that was a big trade that was probably the biggest trade this week but Aaron Judge I just want to throw it out there he signed a 360 million dollar contract uh with the Yankees which is crazy because I think they said they, uh, the Dodgers offered him 400 I want to say he bet on himself he got his contract, he got his money, so I think that it would be, I think that is a good thing for baseball. Um, only because the Yankees, the Yankees is really considered like a lot of baseball, so anything that's crucial or good for the Yankees like that, to that extent, with the caliber in New York to keep the Yankees relevant, I think is a good, good win for baseball itself. If we're just talking about the sport. You know. mm. His name alone will put Put people in the seat. I mean, so they offered him like two, what are they, 280, 280, almost 300 last year. Then they, they put him in the news, of course. So then the media started blasting him, fans started blasting him, people started to call him selfish, things of that nature. Because he bet on himself with an even bigger contract and ended up breaking a home run record and shit like that. So, like, for him, it was about legacy. For him, it was not about necessarily taking more money, but more so staying with New York to continue to build what he already started. Like, he would love to have a statue out there with, I think Mickey Mantle got one or something, a statue outside of Yankee Stadium. That's what he's looking for. Which, again, for the sport of baseball, that's excellent for you to want to do that as a New York Yankee. The pinstripes is always going to be classic. People's always going to associate baseball with the Yankees. No matter no if and but to but you can name a whole bunch of teams, but they gonna bring up the Yankees whenever you affiliate baseball with any team in that league. So for him to stuff to stick around there, I I think. Um quick hits the uh all NBA teams show your time. The biggest thing for, for me on this one was show your time he made it on uh twice. <laughs> he made it as a pitcher and as a DH. Like, that shit is crazy. For 
Yeah, that shit is unbelievable. Why well, I didn't look up and see if it's happened for anyone else before. And then but, to be clear, you mean he's made it as both in different years? No, no, no. Right. This year he made ML, he made no, all right. NBA MLB second team. All as the one he made he made the all That's crazy. DH, all first team as a pitcher and second team as a DH. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I was he like, called. what? <laughs> like called. what? I don't think I've seen that in a creative player. <laughs> no, he's a creative player. Like your picture is also the reason why, like, bro. Come on now, that's that's serious crap. But um, I believe if we wanted to run down the all uh, MLB first team, we've got Justin Verlander, uh, Sandy Alcantara, Shohei Otani, and Framber Valdez infield. You got Paul Goldschmidt, who's the MVP. Uh, Jose Altuve, Trey Turner, Manny Machado, JT Realmuto, Outfield, you got AL MVP Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts. I forgot to add that he actually won the MVP this year, too. So he bet on him dash that bitch in. Again, Aaron Who Judge. Who won MVP this year? Uh, Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't say that. So you now, said it when you were No, I was saying that earlier when I was giving him his score. Oh, I got you. I got you. Um, And then DH, you got Jordan Alvarez and... Well, relief pitchers, you got Ed, Edwin Diaz and Emmanuel Clyde. So it's it was a good season. MLB is over. It's right now. It's the uh, the winter meetings, which is typically my favorite time because many signings and things like that kind of happen. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting season. The, gross it's gonna be gross but shout out to the Brewers for actually making a move and doing some shit because we ain't had no hitters like you know, my man we, we happy because my man said 278 geek geek yeah 20 home runs 278 and 20 home runs a catcher 24 years old because I think he just he about to turn 25 December 24th like that's that's growing him and that's just kind of like the uh Christian Yelich mode, like, all right, you've kind of seasoned, you had a pretty good year, we banking on your next year to be, like, this is lost our appearance, you know, high, higher batting average, but we're hoping next year it's going to be even better. He'll take an even bigger step. So, we'll see. He'll have a chance, especially in this offense. It's like, we ain't got no got anybody. You want to open transaction so Eric can get the NBA? Um, from nowhere the injuries, Kay Cunningham's out for the rest of the season with left century. Um, that sucks for Detroit. Like, I thought they were actually gonna be good this year. I was wrong. <laughs> Atlanta, in addition to um, the stuff going on with training their head coach, they also are gonna miss DeJounte Murray and John Collins for the next two weeks. Uh, Obi Toppin's hurt in New York, as is Dean Wade. Desmond Bain is still out you know, three to four weeks. Um, it's no injury, but Memphis keeps winning. Like that's what Memphis do. Job Bain and Triple J have played zero minutes together this year, and they're I believe second in the West. So yep, Bain. It don't matter who's in the lineup for him. Greg Bryan going to get it done. Um, Ed, Carl Anthony Towns strained his calf, I believe. Um, so he's out for about up to a month. Um, that actually is good news because when he went down, it looked really bad. 
Um, and then onto some actions. Al Horford signed a two-year extension worth $20 million, which is a steal um, with Boston, but that will keep him with Boston through his age 39 season. Let me call um, you on that. When I saw that contract extension come down the pipe, I was I wonder mm-hmm. what that means for like Brooke Lopez and his contract renegotiations with the Bucks. Like if Brooke comes in around that number, I think Brooke yep. might be a little bit higher, but yeah, because he's a little younger. But yeah, hopefully that sets the market. <laughs> I hope so. That's what I'm hoping. Honestly, I don't even care because like they're in the tax, so it's an opportunity cost. And you know what? Bleed these owners for all that they're worth because they're making plenty of money off this team. So, fuck them. Pay Brooke, please. Um, Dallas has signed guard Kimball Walker and Wade Fafu Campazo. Um, so, Kimba is back in the league. Has he actually played for them? Because every time I see him, bench but i haven't actually seen him on the court. i was just about to ask you all the same question so i don't recall seeing him play yet mm-hmm. so probably uh, not i, but I also <laughs> don't watch that many games so i could be wrong uh, where are we at uh and then patrick this is old because he's been back for a couple games now but Patrick Beverly was suspended two games for another Phoenix Sun player in the back during the altercation. Uh, this time it was DeAndre Ayton. Um, yeah, Patrick Beverly got to stop pushing people in the back. Like, that's just... Yep. Can I just say one thing? Yes. Him being on the Lakers strengthened them. The reason why I hate this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here, bro. Please. <laughs> now that Russ is playing good, he is the most likely. Fuck Yeah, he is the most likely Laker to get traded. So you will know, yeah, immediately. That's funny. And when he did come to that team, Ken was like, "I don't like him. I won't like him." <laughs> and then watching him every day in the Lakers jersey, it pisses me off to my core. See this nigga like, I can't take it, man. He don't be doing nothing. Maybe more like the running around the court with his fucking hands up like this. Oh, Mark in the comments. I'm sorry I missed y'all. We've been gone a little bit, Mark. We we happy to see you in here. He said Mark, that Pat, Pat is a habitual line stepper. Yes. Thank you, sir. He's definitely a habitual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, Kimball Walker playing one um, game the way. Okay. Okay. Um, but the last son that Patrick Beverly pushed was Chris Paul, and Chris Paul himself has been on some dirty shit recently. Um, he was... Okay, so they play uh, back-to-back against the Pelicans in New Orleans um, over the weekend. Spicy at the end of game one when... when uh, Zion went and did a 360 dunk at the end of the game when Phoenix had already conceded and then they got into a little brouhaha. But before that, Chris Paul was <laughs> trying his best to uh, injure Jose Alvarado. Like, he elbowed him at least once, maybe twice. He hit him in his ribs at least twice. Um, and this is on top of all the shit that he did in series last year. So, Chris Paul, like, you are way too great to be on this type of shit. Like, you stamped and certified. Like, you don't have to do this. But 
Chris Paul gonna be Chris Paul. To the point now where he was getting in New Orleans that Chris Paul sucks. I was like, that's tough. You spent six years there, and now look at yeah. <laughs> look at it. They they can't respect the dirty plays, man. You can't be out here trying to hurt people. Right, he getting the Anthony Davis treatment in New Orleans now. Like that was not the case Anthony before. Davis, like they actually still love after he left. Huh? He said Anthony Davis gonna get treated better there than uh, Chris Paul just did. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like he was, every time he touched the ball on Sunday, that was funny. Um, but yeah, I like that they, I like the spiciness of that that matchup. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Orleans do not like each other. I like that. I like that there's teams in the league that don't like each other. Like, I like that energy. It makes me feel like it's '90s, early 2000s basketball, where it's like there's some beef out here, <laughs> and you gotta tune in because you just gotta see what might happen in this game. They're gonna play hard. It's gonna feel like a playoff game because neither one of these teams want to lose to the other one. I like that. Yeah, just uh, keep it clean though. Like you shouldn't be doing dirty shit to each other. Facts. All right. So let's right, You said what now? Don't try to mess up the man's career now. Yeah, facts. Our last little tidbits before we get out of here. Cristiano uh, Ronaldo signed a $207 million per year deal with the game club. Per year. Per year. Two oh seven. Two. Per year. That's not Bro, I read that. Two, yeah. So half a million, half a billion dollars on his contract. That's one hell of a, one hell of a goal. And he getting it in the middle east, so it's all tax free. Hey, thirty months, half a billion. And it's all because of the money because he's what they're paying him for is to be the ambassador to bring soccer and more to you know out there in Saudi Arabia. So that's really what he's getting paid. That's why he has the out. That's why he hears. But and they pay him motherfuckers, bro. He could have came over here. He wasn't going to 207 a year now. That ain't no way hell. <laughs> Man, listen. Man, listen. Man, listen. Man, Man, speaking of, uh, it must be the money. Mr. Deion Sanders, he's the head coach now at Colorado. He has left Jackson State University since we last all got together and talked. Timelines were also just all in the flurry. Around Blaze, <laughs> around Deion Sanders jumping ship, they had the Colorado sports science experts. Man, listen, <laughs> it's it, this is one of those things where I'm like, multiple things can be true at the same time. All right, mm-hmm. one, yes. He said that he was coming. He felt he was called to come to Jackson State, and you know it was his duty to be there and serve. And Lord. he was there. He did some very impressive things with that with that program. I mean, they just had an undefeated mm-hmm. season. He's helped bring attention to him. He said that he was SWAT and all this other stuff, but the opportunity came. Instead of getting what three hundred thousand dollars a year, he can get five million a year going and coaching in Colorado. 
<laughs> Give it to me. It's 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 it's, it's funny because of all the noise that he made while being the coach of Jackson State, just to to go and leave. But at the same time, it's just kind of like I get like if you want to become just a good coach and you're looking to continue to come to ranks, like I get it. It just sucks that he it sucks that he feels as if that can't happen at HBCU and that economics around it says like at this point in time like you're not going to be able to make that kind of money in this particular program and it's like for me like I Dion did exactly what I expected Dion to do but Dion was telling anybody that would listen that Dion wasn't going to be Dion in this situation so I think that that's where the disconnect is is that he's he took offense to somebody saying he ain't swack when everybody can see like no we know what you want like you here to get on and then you're gonna leave us for something better and it's like he ain't want to admit that and so then he you know rabbles up his fan base and then all those people are like yeah Dion for us Dion for us like Dion Dion's always been for Dion Dion is always going to be for Dion so like I, I'm not shocked I'm the only thing I'm kind of disappointed is that he went to a whack ass school like Colorado like those <laughs> like, that's my only thing. Like, yeah. When I saw him, I, mean, I was like, I was hoping that he was gonna go to Florida State or something like that. Like, eventually, like move to you know where he played at, but Colorado. He said that's his dream job, right? Which is like plus for anybody. It's like at least, at least leave us for somebody cool. But it's like I'll take any white job over <laughs> over Jackson State. Is what it feels like. Well, he said <laughs> Power Five school. He did say Power right. Five school. Yeah, just the worst one in the. In Division One, <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. So it can be true. HBCU as a platform to get to his next job. That can be true. It can also be true, like you said, multiple things. He did care about the HBCU and the the, the state of it while he was there. Part of his salary back to the facilities to have them upgraded and things of that nature. He did bring. Games from across the country, not all of them, but the biggest one was the one that put Davis panties all in a bunch. Jackson, something, I think. But uh, the cornerback. Uh, when he, he and Nick Saban was all about the NIL money, this, that, and the third, and it shouldn't be all like hoop line. But what I thought had been with Dion, he had a four year contract. He left after what, what's his three? Yeah, three now? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There were some in my mind. One of them has nothing to do with him per se, but more so the influence that it could have had a trickle down effect for. So, I don't think I've seen any of this, but one of the first things after like thinking about, okay, what can Dion's impact do for HBCUs? It could bring higher caliber athletes, with which in turn, which in turn will get other HBCU schools looked at. If you can't get over to Jackson State, maybe they can get over to Howard or something like that to be able to play on it like that in order to get the same recognition seeing that the HBCUs are having to get the spotlight on like the Jackson State possibly but another thing that I thought about just from an economic standpoint and like generational wealth type shit is that you get a lot of black women a lot more access to the athletes that will be making millions of dollars as opposed to the PWI a bunch of mixed or other races or anything of that nature like you, you have a lot of black women who will be able to be, have access to an athlete of that caliber now it'd have been something a little more easy generational wealth things of that nature like that's the word it would go if you're confused that's the question 
you cutting in and out, and I'm only getting bits and pieces of yeah, it. And that's then I heard like black women have access to millionaires. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You confused that situation because all I see is your face. I'm trying to keep but, up. Um, it might not be the best conversation like, to have when you have like internet issues. Yeah, I didn't know I was having them, but yeah, I said it early, fam. It was. Oh, for me, I thought you were still talking about Ken. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> you like it was fine, and then you you went out. Yeah, when he got good, you went out. I was like, is it tequila? And when you drink tequila, everything just went <laughs> you know, But no, we gonna we gonna wrap up. We only got a couple more things here. Uh, is it Luke Fickle? Is that how you say his name? The new head coach in yep. Wisconsin? Is it Michael yeah, Fickle? Fickle. I think it's Fickle from Cincinnati. Well, we'll see how that changes the Badgers program. I mean, he built Cincinnati. They said they gonna keep uh, Jim Leonard. They said they gonna keep Jim Leonard. No, around. Jim Leonard no, gonna stay through through the bowl game, and then he's leaving. Hmm. I wonder if he jump to the league. I wonder if somebody look at him in the league. Well, people want him to come to the Packers, but I don't think that's much of an upgrade, to Joe Barry. So we'll uh, see what happens. Is that a snug deal? Why asked is that a snuggie? Who are in the snuggie? Who did I snuggie him? He was looking at Eric, I'm assuming. I seen some sleeves that look like wizard sleeves, so I couldn't, no, that's Eric why I assumed it on Ah, see, that's what he was asking about. You look kind of like a snuggie, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is a snuggie. Oh, okay, so yeah. Oh, it is. A snuggie with yeah, a hoodie? Oh. <laughs> when they start making it with a hoodie? I, I got it, I, I, I'll show you. Okay, <laughs> I thought a snuggie was just a blanket with arms so that you could just in and out. Hey. I thought they had a hoodie. I thought the hoodie was in the front, though. Yeah. That's a hoodie. That's a that's a blanket hoodie. Mm-hmm. All right. Blanket boy, warm as hell. <laughs> USC quarterback Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy this year. Shout out to him. Although I tuned in for that bowl game or the championship game between them and uh, Utah because I saw he wrote F Utah on his fingernails and I was all oh, let me see this gonna be spicy. They got blown out. But congrats on the Heisman <laughs> Trophy Award. <laughs> and um and some other college football news. What'd you say? I was gonna say I think that's uh USC head coach Lincoln Riley, at least his third uh, Heisman Trophy winner because he had Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray at Oklahoma. He also had Jalen Hurts when he transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma. So, like, he's whisperer at this point. Like, he's really getting getting people off. I did not mean to say that. They, they're talking about his talent. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Williams' talent is com- comparable in, I guess, flashes of Pat Mahomes. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't put. Don't put I, that on that young man's shoulder. Do that early, but all right. He has another year in school. Like I think he's only a redshirt sophomore, so he still he still has another year before he's even draft eligible. Okay. Well, last piece of college football news before we get up out of here: the Rose Bowl has signed an agreement that's going to allow the college football playoffs to expand to twelve teams in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. So it's coming, y'all. It is coming. It looks like we have a blow to whistle before we get out of here. Oh, when you do it, but I forgot who I said. <laughs> Bally Sports close-ups and Micah Parsons. Oh, but I think you're talking about Micah Parsons. Yes, Bally. 
Wisconsin, probably Valley Sports everywhere. I don't know if you need a new director or what, but there have been a number of times this season where they are like looking at somebody on the bench or they have a crowd shot or play. And I just see the little ticker at the bottom and it's like the play clock is gone and the shot clock is gone. And it's like, okay, the game is in progress, but y'all not showing me the game. Like they've missed, I think in not in the Houston game, but whoever they played before Houston missed at least like three to five significant plays, like either scoring plays or turnovers. Um, it was just like, bro, turn the game. Like, I don't give a fuck about like a close-up of Vincenzo on the bench or something. Like, that is not important to me. Like, I'm not here to watch that. Like, it's just, it's, it's frustrating me and it's been really bad this season. Also, their app sucks. But like, specifically, specifically like the game production, because regardless of whether you watch it on the app, or the cable broadcast, like it's terrible. So please rectify that. And while we're on the subject, just in general, to NBA camera crews, broadcast crews, if y'all are interviewing somebody, make the box, if we're gonna have to see their face, make it smaller than the game one. I don't need Mm -hmm. the interview box to be bigger than the game box. I'm here for the game. The interview is just what's going on on the side. Don't make that box bigger. I'm trying to watch the game, please. Respectfully. Hmm. Like another one that pisses me off is like they'll do the weird camera angle for like the free throws and then they miss the free throws so the game is back like in play, but they still have like the over the backboard, the baseline camera or whatever. It's like, I can't see nothing. Like all this other extra shit that y'all doing is cool. Like you can experiment all you want, but don't do it at the expense of the actual gameplay. Like do it when, like with your cuts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> It's frustrating as hell to watch. I feel it. I feel it. And on that note, we're going to get out of here. The Bucks is blowing these these cats out. Done, Dada. They got the, the mop up crew in the game. It's time for us to get ready for, like yourself. A real game for the company. Getting close. Real game. Hey, we got a real blowout tonight. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I've been watching this in fits and starts. So, like, the Bucks haven't looked good. Like, it's, no. I don't even know how they're up 20 right now. They keep throwing the ball and turning over. Very close, like, for a minute. Like, it was just a bunch of back and forth from turnovers. Mm-hmm. Tough keep taking pull, pull-ups and, like, stop shooting it. Okay, anyway, he clearly sorry. working on stuff in this game, but they won, so whatever. We out of here. If you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He was quicker than Tim on the delay. <laughs> no, uh, you can catch me at Camille on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Instagram, PSN, Apple Music, at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. I just want to point out, because she won't say it, but you can also catch her on Locked On Bucks weekly. Shout out to the point guard. Like, you big on Listen to them today. <laughs> Locked On Bucks. We ain't the only ones happy she can uh, but I'm on, I'm only on Twitter. I'm not on any other uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, David, oh, okay. Yeah. No, you have cut off. I can use it. Uh, um, everyday underscore um, gentleman on Instagram. I'm Karis two sixteen on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Catch Him, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. 
I will holler at y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Catch y'all next week. Appreciate y'all. Peace out.